Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Amshir, but we are reading the readings of the fourth Sunday of Amshir as we discussed last week. And as I mentioned last week, the, the theme of this Coptic month of Amshir is the Eucharist, or is the Lord's Table. It's all about Eucharist. And today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 19, which is about an, an encounter of our Lord Jesus Christ with Zacchaeus. And as our Lord entered the house of Zacchaeus and dined with him, the Lord enters our hearts every time we partake in the Eucharist. Every time we partake in the Eucharist, the Lord enters our hearts. But in order for the Eucharist to be so effective or to be efficacious, we must do several things. I've limited it to three things. There's many more, but and maybe if we have time, I'll give you a fourth bonus. But uh, three very important things. If we want the Lord to enter our house, the first thing that we need to do is to be cautious of the barriers that prevent us from meeting Christ. The barriers that prevent us from meeting Christ. Zacchaeus was not going to be able to see the Lord because he was a short man and there was a ton of crowds around him. And the crowds were in the way. And oftentimes the crowds are always in our way to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. The crowd was a barrier to the paralytic man. Remember? And they had to carry him to the roof and then like drop him in because the crowds were so, so like it was too difficult to get into the house. And you remember the blind man, actually the blind man, this was Luke 19, the blind man mentioned Luke 18. He was crying out to the Lord Jesus. He's actually on the way to Jericho, and then in Luke 19, he's in Jericho. So it's like these are back-to-back events. And the blind man was crying out, crying out to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what all the crowds were telling the blind man? Shh, shh, shh. Like, be quiet. Sit down. Don't talk. And all the more the blind man kept crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the Lord healed him. The woman with the flow of blood. There was crowds pressing the Lord Jesus Christ. And the crowds hindered her from meeting the Lord. So she resolved. She had a great idea. She said, I'm just going to fight through the crowd. And I'm just going to... I just need to get one little touch of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the beautiful thing is, the Lord asked the disciples, Who touched me? And I love the reply of St. Peter. St. Peter said, Lord, you see the multitude thronging you. Thronging you. Like, think of like Egypt and they throng like, like thronging people. And you say, who touched you? But this woman, because of her faith, she got healed. All these cases, the case of Zacchaeus, the case of the paralytic man, the case of the blind man, the case of the woman with the flow of blood, They all fought through a crowd, and they all received healing. If we want healing, if we want healing, we have, if we want the Lord to come into our house, we must fight through the crowd. We must fight through the barriers that prevent us from meeting the Lord. 
And I think these barriers take many different forms these days. I think one big barrier these days is our social circles. Our social circles. Unfortunately, sometimes our social circle encourages us not to live a godly life. Sometimes, unfortunately. It makes it hard for one to have motivated to, to live a Christian life. And that's why the gospel yesterday in, in the Vespers spoke about stumbling blocks. So be cautious, Yanni, the Christian should be cautious of the effect of the social circle and the crowds in, in, in your life. These days also there's another type of crowd. Another type of crowd. It's actually a virtual crowd. Virtual crowd. We have this virtual crowd through like our social media. Beware of these crowds. Beware of these crowds because there's lots of manipulation in our like social media feeds. Think about it. Think about this. How often do you, do you check your social media feeds? And the articles and the posts and everything. Think about it. How often? And if you think about it, you check it maybe like a million times a day. I know, and I'm guilty. We check it so often. And now if you think about it, what is shaping our minds at the end of the day? What is shaping our minds? Is the Bible, is the way of godliness shaping our mind? Or are we being shaped by all the stuff that we digest constantly? This is a virtual crowd. True Christian will not be manipulated by culture or by what social media or what the world is telling us. The true Christian has the mind of Christ. The true Christian is a follower of truth and the true knowledge of scripture. So the true Christian does not follow the crowd, does not follow the crowd. Another barrier that we see is the busyness of life. The busyness of life. Life is so busy these days. For sure. And many people struggle to fit God into their life because it's so busy. So busy. But God is not something that we're supposed to fit in our life. <laughs> Actually, God is supposed to be the purpose of our life and all the other stuff we're trying to fit in our life. Our life is supposed to be centered on Him. The busyness of life could be a big barrier because it says skip church today, skip your prayers today. Then tomorrow comes and guess what? It's more busy than today. And then you say, skip today. Then what happens? Days turn into weeks. Weeks turn into months. Months turn into years. And this is a big trap from the evil one to distract us and to, to put these barriers in our life. And then we go a long time, no communion. We don't come to the Lord's table. We don't pray. A big trap from the evil one. St. Isaac the Syrian. St. Isaac the Syrian, this is the person who had the, like a big effect on the life of Pope Carlos. Look at what St. Isaac the Syrian says. He says, the beginning, the beginning of the darkening of the mind. The beginning of the darkening of the mind is to be seen first in all slothfulness with regard to church services and prayer. The darkening of the mind is to be seen first in slothfulness with regard to church services and prayer. Do not let the busyness of life get the best of you. That was number one. Beware of the crowds. 
Number two, if we want the Lord to enter our house, we have to climb the sycamore tree. We have to climb the tree. And what is very interesting about this tree is that according to the church fathers, they say Zacchaeus climbing the sycamore tree was symbolic of another tree. Do you know which tree? says it's symbolic of the tree of the cross. They actually said the meaning of sycamore, sycamore. Sycamore is two words. Sica means fruit or fig. And more is like moron. So like, like silly fruit or silly fig. Like silly. So they say, like St. Augustine says, that wasn't the cross, many people considered this silliness. Silliness. That's why St. Paul in his epistle to the Corinthians, he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. The silly fruit of the tree is what saved us. That's why St. Augustine, he says, the reason you cannot see Jesus, the reason you cannot see Jesus, is you are ashamed to climb the sycamore tree. Let Zacchaeus grasp the sycamore tree, and let the humble person climb the cross. Let the humble person climb the cross. To eat at the Lord's table, we must climb the cross. We must be climb the cross. When you want to make dinner, when you want to make dinner at home, doesn't it require you to go to the grocery store to get the food? Or maybe more specific, if I wanted to eat a Big Mac, where would I go? I would go to McDonald's. What if you went to Wendy's? Does Wendy's offer a Big Mac? No, they do not. They offer the Dave single. It's different. It's different. If you want to eat at the Lord's table, where do you have to go? To the place where the food is offered. Where was the body and blood offered? It was offered at the cross. You can't go anywhere else. You can't go to the, the superficial places. They'll give you... You can go another place and get a hamburger, but it's not the Big Mac. If you want the Big Mac, you have to go to... You have to go to McDonald's. The Eucharist is offered only at the cross. And you cannot get Eucharist at any other store. And that's why it's so important for the Christian to go to the cross. I was reading something the other day, so beautiful, by St. John Chrysostom. He says... Crucify yourself. Crucify yourself. Listen, can I sob? Though no one crucify you, crucify yourself that you may kill yourself. Not that you may kill yourself, sorry. <laughs> Not that you may kill yourself, that would be bad, God forbid, for that is a wicked thing. But as St. Paul said, the world has been crucified unto me and I unto the world. If you love your master, die his death. Learn how great is the power of the cross, how many good things it has achieved and still does, how it is the safety of our life. Through the cross, all things are done. St. John Chrysostom. 
By carrying the cross, we purify our life and we receive salvation. If we struggle with sin, what should we do? Let's put the cross before us. We put our sins at the cross. In the cross, we see God's love for us. We see how sin... We see... So how... Like, when we see the love of Christ, how can we sin against God? When we meditate on the cross, we see God's mercy. We see His forgiveness. When we put our thoughts on the cross, when we meditate on the cross, we put to death all the troubles and our carnal desires. And that's why we pray in the Agbaya says, Put to death our pains by your healing and life-giving passions, and by the nails with which you are nailed, rescue our minds from the thoughtlessness of earthly deeds and worldly lusts the remembrance of your heavenly commandments according to your compassion. If we want to eat at the Lord's table, we have to climb the sycamore tree. St. Cyril, he said it another way. He said, in no other way can a person see Christ and believe in Him except by climbing the sycamore. <laughs> That's the only way to see Christ is you have to climb the sycamore tree by making foolish His earthly members of fornication and uncleanliness. He made foolish, because the sycamore is the foolish, the silly fruit. You make foolish the earthly members of fornication and uncleanliness. Beware of the crowds and climb the sycamore. Number three, if we want to enter the Lord, if we want the Lord to enter our house, we need to live in unity. There must not be division among us. That's why the Pauline epistle today, it speaks about unity. He says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. You all speak the same thing. That there be no division among you, but that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me, I've heard, I've heard some rumors going around by some brethren, that, that those of Chloe's household, there are contentions among you. Some say, I am of Paul. Another says, I am of Apollos. Another one says, I am of Cephas. Another one says, I am of Christ. So many divisions. And the church is not supposed to be, <laughs> is not supposed to be a bunch of little cliques or groups that separate the body of Christ. We're supposed to have the same mind, supposed to be one family who eat at the same table. Zacchaeus, who was Zacchaeus? Tax collector, who was outcasted outcasted. No one liked him. No one liked him. He was considered a traitor. He was considered a thief. He was considered the lowest on the moral hierarchy. The lowest on the moral hierarchy. Even when the Lord wanted to convict the Pharisees of their like hardness of their heart, He told them, most assuredly I say to you that tax collectors and prostitutes will enter the kingdom of heaven before you. He wanted to show them the lowest on the ones that they would consider the lowest on the scale. Yani the tax collectors and the prostitute on the same moral, like same moral scale. He said, and they will enter the kingdom of heaven before you. But the beautiful thing is that the Lord came to restore this unity. 
And he invites all to eat at his table. And he took this outcast and accepted him. And while others were saying he went to go eat with a sinner, the Lord Jesus Christ said, What? This is a son of Abraham. This is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord came to bring unity. To be honest, I feel we are going in the wrong direction. Honestly. I feel we're going in the wrong direction. Because I feel that we have become like the tax collector, actually. (laughs) Actually, the Lord Jesus Christ, He says, If you love those who love you, what reward have you? Are you not even like the... Are you not like the tax collectors? You've become just like the tax collectors. He says, And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors, nest down here, and they do that. They greet only the people that they like. The Lord came to bring us together, and now we are the ones who try to separate each other. Allah. And now we say, this person is weird, or this person is Musharfeh, my personality doesn't matter, or this person this, or this person that. I heard this so many times. When I say, look, but forgive me. Everyone says the other person's weird, but you look weird. Aslan. And everyone says, this is weird, and this is weird. But then we separate, and we say, oh, they're not of my social class, oh, they're not educated, oh, they're not this, or they're not this, or they're not this. And we start to... De- de- and we start making excuses. Ida. How is that? Zacchaeus was accepted in the Lord's house. He came to bring us together. And now we are the ones who start to separate. There's so many things. If we want to go down that rabbit hole, there's so many things that can divide us. So many things that can divide us. Let's not hear and say we're here to divide on social status, education, language. Ida. That's not, the, that's not Christianity. The Lord came to unite, not to divide. So have mercy, like, have mercy on us. Yani we need to be more united. Not, let's say, this person's weird and this person into the weird. Everyone has their own weird stuff. That's why the Lord said, Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. He says, if you bring your gift to the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer the gift. If you want to eat at the Lord's table, you have to be reconciled. That's why we're about to pray prayer of reconciliation and greet one another we have to be reconciled. See more that I, we could say on that and other things that we need to be prepared with three things. The first thing we need to be cautious of the barriers that prevent us from meeting Christ. Be careful of the crowds and the things that in order to, for the Lord to enter our house we have to climb up the sycamore tree. Let's take the silly fruit, the cross. We love the cross. 
And three, if we want the Lord to enter our house, we need to live in unity. And glory be to God forever. Amen.